Hello, hello, and welcome to Good Talks. My name is Mark Little, and... I'm Marie Murathaya. Very good. Now you've taken my hand. <laughs> I was planning on cutting you off quickly, just uh, And because... you took my hand. Okay, hello, welcome to Good Talks. My name is Mark Little. And I'm Marie Murathaya. This episode is brought to you by Bean Chata, when whore chata just won't do bean chata is the drink for you. And guess who endorses that bad, bad boy? Vanessa that... Hudgens? She would. Uh, Taylor Swift. She would, too. Actually, all I have to do is place one phone call, and Taylor Swift is swimming in a bean chata swimming pool naked. Naked. That means sans clothing, just so you know. Let's let's not go there on Good Talks. That would go viral. It would go viral. Mm -hmm. My girl Taylor Swift is classy. Everyone, no matter how classy they are, has been naked and will be naked again. So... Uh, a lack of class and nudity <clears throat> do not go hand in hand. I just want to make that clear. Right, but... Because uh, I don't want anyone listening to this to think, I've been naked before. Perhaps Marie thinks I lack class. Well, that's or, fair. Or is that how you think? Are you a nudity shamer? No, I'm not a nudity shamer. You just um, think anyone who's not worn clothing from time to time? I just think that it's it can be awkward. Well, awkward and shameful are two different things. Okay. If you're so okay with it, mm-hmm. I dare you to walk around naked for one whole week. Just like every single day? Every single day, whatever you do, you have to go pump gas, go to work, go naked. Okay. Here's the issue. That's illegal. There you go. Why is it illegal? Uh, I, I don't exactly know why it's illegal. Hmm. Um, but maybe because it could be dangerous. But I don't think that your original uh, stance against what I was saying had anything to do with the legality of the situation, did it? No. Okay. I just, um, I don't know. It's not something I see Taylor Swift doing. Okay. I suppose. I feel like she is, um, I don't know. She's just, she's not about... Doing things like going around naked in music videos to get attention and ratings. Interesting. So I don't think I would want to exploit her or any other female's body in order to promote being shot. Exploitation. Jeez. Well. Why don't we have Justin Bieber jump in at naked? That it could work. It could work. Okay. Uh, Why don't we start there? Let's start there. Double standard. But that's fine. No. Why is that a double standard? Because you're saying it's okay for Justin Bieber. No, I'm not. I'm you, just saying why didn't why wasn't that the first place you went? Because you added Taylor Swift. But we've been we've been so fortunate that Justin Bieber has endorsed Bean Chata for right. so long now, and yes. you never once have offered him up to jump in it naked. He's never been in a pool of it. <sighs> exactly. This scenario. But the minute, the minute I bring up Taylor Swift, you want a female jumping in naked. Isn't there a little something off between those two things? Maybe, but I guarantee you. That's the double standard. Oh, wow. No, the double standard is the fact that you will not allow my boy JB his peace. Oh, but Taylor Swift, it's fine to not have some peace? (sighs) Whatever. I mean, got him. Got him. I kind of, just because you're getting so convoluted, I can't even follow what we're talking about. I was at the movies today. Uh Uh-huh. And uh, we were, my sister and I were standing outside of the restroom waiting for my mother. That's fascinating. And there was a big sign for a new movie that's coming out called Gretel and Hansel. What was the sign made out of? 
I don't know, cardboard. Um, Did you feel it? No, I didn't care to feel it, but I was just interested because I was like, why is it Gretel and Hansel and not Hansel and Gretel? And then mm-hmm. I was like, oh, hashtag feminism. Oh, okay. Do, do, like, they changed it around. Oh, yeah. No, I know. They, they've been doing all sort of pandering things lately. <laughs> what else has been pandering? Oh, I mean, I don't know. I, I don't know any specific examples, but I I know that it happens. Uh, it's just it's just what it is. And, and that's fine. You know, that's fine. Uh, <laughs> I don't have any examples. Meanwhile, I find it hilarious that we're sitting here kind of talking about feminism and double standards. Mm-hmm. And while we're talking, I am literally folding your laundry. Yeah, by your own accord. I know, because I saw a bucket of clean laundry sitting here, and it just in I just like things to be organized, and it needed to be organized. Ah, so the argument for genetics has been raised. <laughs> yes, yes, indeed. Yes, everybody should be like me. What? No, I'm saying that because biologically you are a female, oh, no. you saw you saw these clothes there and you said an organized pile of clothes would be better for a home or for a nest, as one might say. This is not my home and I am not nesting. I'm just saying for a home or for a nest. I never said it was your home. Oh man. No, we're going to I'm going to if we were playing a video game right now and I was designing a character and listening was one of the skills. Oh, gosh. I would go back into character design, and oh. I would bump up your listening by. I'm sorry uh, by three that or four I'm points. multitasking because I'm helping you out. Uh, I would also, I would also <laughs> bump up uh, your ability to not say sorry for things that you don't actually mean you're sorry for. I need to do that. I need to read that book by Rachel Hollis. What's it called? I'm not sorry. Girl, stop apologizing. Oh, nice. I think probably the main takeaway is stop saying sorry. Yeah, I know. Boom. Book read. Shout out to anyone who wanted to read that's that why, book. That's why I haven't and bought it yet because I kind of feel like, well, I know. But then I feel like she, I read her first book that really kind of resonated with me. So I'm like, well, maybe I should read it just to. What was her first book? Girl, Wash Your Face. Oh, uh, was it about not wearing so much makeup? started washing my face. Um, no, it was about just like, just kind of start taking ownership for the things that have gone on in your life that you feel are not in your control like what's that have to do with washing your face basically saying like the the metaphor is get up and do something stop sitting and waiting for the world yeah basically like it's kind of that idea of i think you and i talked about it um long time ago about the make your bed thing like well is your bed made Mm -hmm. like it's the same idea start by cleaning your room start by doing you and and doing right for yourself Mm -hmm. um if you want the world to kind of work for you, mm-hmm. that kind of a thing. I get it. It's very, it's very interesting. Actually, today I posted on Instagram about this. Um, yesterday I was, because yesterday was January 1st. Happy mm-hmm. New Year. Good mm-hmm. talkers. And I came across this woman who I follow on Instagram. She had posted this thing about, she goes. Oh, the mime? Are you talking about the mime you follow? No. Oh, okay. Um, not the mime. Um, but she, my phone's not in here, but it was basically saying like January 1st doesn't mean a thing Mm because, you know, everybody sets resolution and goals and she was saying this, but you got to take it with a grain of salt because for some people, like the new year is such a fantastic thing. It's a fantastic way for people to kind of get started on things that they weren't yet getting started on or whatever. But she was basically saying, like, why wait until then? Mm-hmm. Like, why? Why? And then because if you if you wait until then, I guess the mentality is once that day passes, 
Like mm-hmm. once January 1st passes, if you didn't start that thing, yeah. then you might have that mentality of, well, I didn't you, do it. I yeah. wasted the day and now what, why, why do it? Yeah, yeah. Like you need another special event yeah. to start or whatever. So she's mm-hmm. basically saying like every day is freaking special. Start now. Get uncomfortable now. Like stop. Basically stop making an excuse for January 1st and yeah. just do it. And I really liked it because honestly, that's kind of what I felt like the whole last year was just like every day was like an exciting day to do tackle something or get something done. Like I don't feel like there were a couple of days I just took it easy and was lazy, mm-hmm. but I don't feel like I wasted time. Yeah. Um, that's good. So it was really good. So I posted today about it, about setting goals and stuff. And like essentially that idea of like, just start doing what you need to do for yourself mm-hmm. um, and stop waiting for another special day. You know, I mean, it's good to have those days, but you can treat every day like that if you really, really want something. So, yeah, I get you. You know, and sometimes things are scary and you really want them, but you're scared to start them. Yeah. And it's all the more reason to just do it. No, 100%. I mean, it's like, I don't know who talks about it, but basically if there's anything you're afraid of, just like run straight at it. I'm sure Gary Vee talks about it. Yeah, I'll talk about it. And yeah, because it's, uh, it's just the truth. It's like the more you start doing things that uh, in your mind are a little scary the more you realize that these things really aren't that scary. Right. And uh, any repercussions you thought you might catch from them are just kind of like, they really end up not mattering that much. Well, and you learn so much from them um, if you do catch repercussions. Yeah. You just, you know how to deal with the next challenge. Sure. Or you, or you feel more confident dealing with the next challenge, even if you don't know quite how. Yeah. But it just, there's something... I don't know, really special about um, walking into the unknown. Yeah, exactly. I think it just, it's exactly that. It just strengthens your ability to deal with the unknown. It's Mm -hmm. like, oh, okay. I didn't know what I was getting myself into, but what came of it was not uh, nearly as dire as I maybe thought that it could be. Yeah, exactly. I know like Tim Ferriss talks about uh, fear setting where he's not like, he's not just setting goals. He's, he'll talk about what the worst case scenario is if he did a thing too and oh, then just kind of like mentally prepare himself for that and then realize that okay like even the worst case scenario like isn't that bad so if i you know start podcasting about you know nothing but promoting drugs and whatever like what's the worst case scenario it's like okay people stop listening uh <laughs> and then uh you know you don't make any money from the podcast anymore and then mm-hmm. uh you don't have any money to buy food and you know you end up homeless and nice solid but example but then you'll figure it out right it's like boom then you keep going and uh and you rebuild it's not that hard yeah no, I know. And I think, though, there is a fine line. You got to be careful with that. Um, I'm sure Tim Ferriss has worked ho- like he's mentally at a point where that's not outweighing like his the capacity of his mental stability. I don't know how to put it, but, yeah. you know, that whole what you think about comes about. So when you're sure. doing stuff like that, it, you have to be very you have to be in a place where you're confident in your abilities yeah. and what you can do. And you're just doing that as a practice to maintain that confidence sure yeah because sorry it's, keep it's more of like a bra- pragmatic thing it's not yes it's not like let me build up this fear and see like Don't how scary i can make it, it. yeah mm-hmm. no, no no it's like let me let me understand what be, could happen yeah and then but and it's not even just like what could happen it's like what is the worst thing that i could imagine would happen and then is that thing really that bad and right. then you know you have to do that but you have to be what i'm saying i guess is you have to be in that you know that meditation book that we've read mm-hmm. that meditation with sounds or mm-hmm. sounds and thoughts so when you're understanding in that meditation that sounds 
come and go Mm -hmm. and they can be fleeting. Um, And it's good to understand where they're coming from, but then also allowing them to be gone. Mm -hmm. Um, And then you go into thoughts and what you think about and you be gone thoughts. Then you like learn how to, through that meditation, realize where those thoughts are coming from, why you're having them, but then you let them go Mm -hmm. and you understand that they, they come and go and it's okay to let them go. Um, and I have a really hard time with that Mm -hmm. and that's, (laughs) I'm admitting it. I mean, that is something I get stuck on thoughts, negative or positive. Mm -hmm. And it's great when they're positive, but when they're negative, I can get stuck in kind of a dark hole Mm -hmm. and they, I don't let them go. I don't allow them to leave my mind. Sometimes I can do it. Um, especially when I'm meditating more every day Mm -hmm. there, it's so much easier to let my thoughts go. Sure. Which is why I've started really meditating every day. I was going to say that's kind of the point. Um, but that is just something that it probably, I don't know where it really comes from that tendency to ruminate on thoughts mm-hmm. and I'm sure it has something to do with my childhood, um, or some, some form of, you know, something I learned, it's a learned behavior, I feel like, but it's definitely, I recommend, uh, learning how to let them go because mm-hmm. then you can do stuff like Tim Ferriss and think of those worst case scenarios for certain things and learn how to be okay with it because you know that you'll, you know, come out the the other end no matter what being successful yeah exactly because you're not gonna get trapped in like some weird cycle of only thinking about terrible things that could happen man yeah it's a dark hole yeah dark hole dark hole i mean i guess you know if that's how you want to look at it boom well right? it can be perspective Ooh, just just hit him with that big perspective See, all that perspective when we started to- <laughs> we were messing around talking about naked people in binchata yeah that's why i wasn't too worried about it but you were kind of riled up I was, I was, no, I was sparking more conversation that led us somewhere. Oh, wow. That's true. Well done. I was merely reacting in a genuine way. Mm, true. This is, even though I hate this word, this is transparency, folks. Mm, wow. Why don't you like the word transparency? It's you, a weird story. You don't want to be a transparent person? No, no, no. I'm a, I guess it, it's because it became a very almost cliche term for a while. I don't think it's so much anymore. Or is it something you have against the transgender community? Oh, no. Mark, don't don't ever say <laughs> Scared. That. No, it's scared. just like you don't want to. I would never want anybody that's trans or. Oh, my God. It's a joke. Yes, I know, but on. don't do that. Um, so. Long time ago, I think it was before you even worked at Fleming's. Maybe you did, but when I worked there, there was this whole thing about being transparent with our guests. I don't mm. know. If, I don't think you were there. No. But it was like a trend. Like we were like, we wanted to have full transparency. <laughs> so I I was like, why? Like why are we? What is this all about? It was like our thing that we were like going off. I don't know. Because it was hip. It was yeah. That's it was, all no. they do is they just go with what's hip. I know, and that's corporate. Yeah. But it was just so funny because my, in a smart assy way, I said it to a regular of mine at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, they were they were upset about something, mm-hmm. and so I was very honest with them about what had happened. Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Wow, like, well, thank you for being honest." And I go, "Well, you know, transparency." And it was like an older like couple, mm-hmm. and and they they'd sat with me like we were we were cool the three of us. Not but anymore. No, we were fine. But the guy goes, do you know what you're saying when you say that? And I said, honestly, no. But that's what we're being told here. Like, that's mm-hmm. the thing right now. Yeah. And he was like, Ugh. 
it's so sad that like people have to follow the trends and they don't even know what it means. And he kind of, in a way, was like kind of lecturing me on mm-hmm. saying it because like if you don't know what it means, don't say it. Mm-hmm. But he was kind of telling me like, just like the whole the whole point of it was like to tell in his mind, you're telling me that you're being transparent with me to make me feel comfortable, but really you're not. Like really, this is just a money hungry co- company or something like oh, that. Yeah. And so he's like, so really, it's just all a bunch of crap. <laughs> I mean, I guess. In that sense, it was. Yeah. I don't think in every sense it is. I think the the uh, what's behind it, the idea and the philosophies behind of it behind it can be good. I just think it got uh, misused by money hungry companies in that sense. Yeah, I mean, isn't doesn't the word transparency simply mean to tell someone the truth? To be honest. But I mean, then I, and the, I think the whole thing was in quotes full transparency, uh-huh. as if being transparent wasn't being honest enough. We're having full transparency with our our guests, mm. or clients, or whatever it is. Yeah. But yeah, it, it it was just a funny thing that he said to me because it at the time was such a trendy thing. Yeah, I don't really hear it too much anymore. No, because it was a trend. Because it was a trend. Yes. Yes. But uh, yeah. Well, uh, so you know what else is transparent? My phone cover that uh, saved my phone. Uh, wow. Here's, a, here's an amazing story. Let's see. How much How much time? Yeah, we, we got time for it. Okay. So here's, here's a fun fact. Fun fact. All right. I've been listening. For the past year, I thought I had a broken screen. Full year? On my phone. Uh, shy. A week. About a week. Yeah. So um, for the past 51 weeks, I (laughs) have been living with a quote unquote cracked phone screen and, um, you know, it dropped a couple more times and cracked a little more. And I was like, yeah, it's all right. uh, Because my phone originated at Costco Wholesale. Yeah, Costco. And uh, we opted for the Square Trade program, which is just like insurance. Yeah, insurance. So. Um, a year ago, I filed the claim after I dropped my phone one night at improv and it was a funny thing because I had kept a case on my phone for like ever. And then just one day I didn't have a case on my phone and it, or maybe for like a week, I didn't have a case on my phone. Yeah. I think it was like a couple days. Yeah. And then someone was like, oh, Maddie, Maddie was like, I can't believe you don't keep a case on your phone. Like, I'd be so scared. And then uh, probably within five minutes, my phone fell out of my hand and cracked. And I was like, Maddie, he's magical. I was like, thank you for that. Uh, And boom, here we are, 51 weeks later. I decided to finally take it in after filing the claim and paying the $87. And uh, I went into the phone repair shop. And I like hand the guy the paper. I'm like, hey, here's here's my claim number. Uh, it's been about a year. And he's like, okay, uh, looks it up, can't find it. So he calls Square Trade mm-hmm. and gets him on the phone. And he's like, hey, uh, I've got someone in here trying to fix their phone, blah, 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 blah. And then he's he's talking. So my repairman, uh, what did I say his name is? Farouk? Yeah. So my boy Farouk was on the phone with Square Trade. And he's saying to Square Trade, hey, can I put you on hold for a second? And then he says to me, he's like, actually, uh, your phone is not broken. He's like, well, it was just a screen. I was like, yeah. He's like, the screen's not even broken. And he's like, I think it's just the screen protector. I was like, really? And so he peels off the screen protector 
And I'm like, what? I was so happy. And I know you called me ecstatic. I was, I was extremely I was like, happy. Oh, did you just win a million dollars? Basically, yeah, basically. Awesome. And um, there we go. So, moral of the story is the whole time I had not pulled off that screen protector because I thought the glass behind the protector mm-hmm. was cracked, and I thought the protector was the only Holding thing it. keeping it in place. When in fact, the protector was the only it thing did broken. Its job. Mm-hmm. It did. It did its job super well, and. Um, I'm very grateful for that. And now you have a case on your phone. Now I got a case on my phone. Thank God. I got to put another protector on there, though, because the ones that I had were uh, for my iPhone 5. Mm. Mm, that that got uh, exiled a little while ago. But anyways, you know, moral of the story, keep a screen protector on there. Oh, yeah. And uh, if you need uh, someone to take care of you, go find Farouk. He'll hook it up. Shout out Farouk. I gave him five bucks cash. I was like, hey, man, thanks. Just a little tip. He's like, yeah. He's like, really? I was like, yeah, why not? You just saved me like $80 or whatever. So now got to call uh, my good friends at Square Trade and uh, hey, y'all, let me get that 87 bucks back. And then, um, you know, who knows? Turn that into uh, 870 real quick. There you go. And bang, bang, bang. We move. Boom. So just wanted to end the podcast on, on a happy note, just because I'm sure that overjoyed everyone. It feels good. When your stuff isn't broken. We all like it when Mark is overjoyed. It makes us all feel good. That's exactly right. All right. On that note, this has been a good talk. All right. I'm Marie Murataya. And my name is Mark And Lola. this episode has been brought to you by Bean Chata. Bean Chata, when orchata just won't do. Horchata. Bean Chata is the chata for you. It's the drink for you. Yes. Fully like endorsed that. by Justin Bieber. Bye. Bye-bye.